And we are back at Mind in America with part two with Mike Collins of Nuclear Fuels. Um, Mike is joining us today about his experience in Guyana at the former Jonestown site. I, I want to talk about something a little different um, with, with you. Uh, you worked in Guyana, correct? Yep. And in Guyana and yeah. Okay. And in and, South America. And and in Jonestown was uh your part project. of our mineral claim, our mineral tenure, yes, our exploration project. Yeah. So okay. as I um as I signed off on the deal to to uh to get the claims, the gentleman who was on the the other signer, um smiled and said, congratulations, you just bought Jonestown. And I was like, well, I knew what Jonestown was, which was where the horrible Jim Jones um, uh, murder-suicide happened. But I had, and I knew it was Guyana, but I hadn't really put two and two together because I wasn't looking at the local ge geography for something in, that happened in 70, 74. Um, yeah, and he was like, nope, it's right here on the map. And I was like, oh, that's great. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so, so you, much. So you didn't know until until you had it. So, and for the yeah. benefit of what I found is there's there's an age gap here in the knowledge of Jonestown. So for, I find the millennials don't have as much knowledge. They know the saying, I drank the Kool-Aid or you drank the Kool-Aid, but not where it yeah. comes from. And that saying comes from Jonestown. Yeah, so Jonestown, um, I guess Jim Jones uh, was, he was a Pentecostal um, preacher and had some very interesting ideas and developed a, a large sense of paranoia. One of the really unknown facts about this, it was actually um, uh, Jimmy Carter's wife who um, asked the president of Guyana to provide Jim Jones with some land for his people because they were having so many problems in California. Wow. I did so he said that. he was acquiesced and said, okay, they can have some land out in uh, near Port Kaituma. But um, yeah, one of these things, the, the further and further he got out, uh, the more and more paranoid he became. And um, he, they had an investigation, a congressional investigation uh, to look into the, the, the living conditions of people at Jonestown. Uh, which didn't end well um, on any number of levels. So they they had some people who burst through a prepared crowd and and told uh, Leo Ryan, I believe was the congressman's name, the truth about living conditions there. And uh, as as Leo Ryan left, um, Jim Jones decided the gig was up and mixed uh, cyanide with purple Kool Aid and convinced everybody that that uh, they had to drink it. And they did so over 900 people passed away. And, and at the same time, he sent an assassination squad to the local airstrip and shot the congressman and I think four aides. Yeah. So as they were leaving too, so quite, quite a tragedy. And yeah, so we had our, um, we had a hammock camp um, about a mile and a half away from Jonestown because the creek that Jonestown was built around was really the only dependable year-round water supply within our claim area, nice and clean. Um, 
So anyways, we had an open air hammock camp uh, about a mile and a half upstream and wasn't bad during the day, but at night, you know, you'd be falling asleep, swinging in your hammock, gentle breeze. And in the distance, you'd hear trees falling because it's so quiet, you can actually hear trees coming down or branches and things and monkeys screaming off every once in a while. And, and it was just, it was a bit creepy and surreal, but yeah. it was kind of... Yeah. Beautiful answer, spot. The answer to the question when a tree falls in the forest, right? It does. You do hear it at night, but you don't <laughs> during the day because there's too much noise during the day. It's kind of weird, but at night it's like. Wow. Wow. So harsh living conditions. Um, I I've seen a few documentaries on Jonestown and that's a pretty harsh environment and the jungle takes back over very quickly, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, we actually, we didn't have an expiration in the, in the area of the historic town. And I think if we, even if we had have had one, we probably would have avoided it, but we just didn't go in there. There's, I think a few documentaries that have been done on it and they've kind of gone in that, yeah, the jungle really, you'd have a hard time probably finding anything there at this point. Yeah. It's, it it's gotta be, it's gotta be a creepy feel. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. so easy to fall asleep with. So. Yeah. So, so my little, my little thing, venomous snakes. Yeah, we had some, we had some issues with those as well. There were a few that got macheted up. So, wow. but. Yeah, I knew a, a, a geologist who worked, I don't know if he worked for you, but he worked in Guiana and, you know, venomous snakes in the shower uh, was enough to send him home forever. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, the one thing we did was uh, we had we had uh, the the shower was a bucket by the creek and but the uh, washrooms were were dug, but you'd end up you pour a little bit of diesel in it because it would drive the critters out of the pit. And so. that's, like, that's like my biggest fear in the world is 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 venomous snakes. I, yeah, what, they're not what, much fun. What drives you to want to work in such harsh conditions? Like what? What is it about you that that? Because I'm a chicken, right? Like I, you know, I really, I really like my bed. I'm comfy. I don't want. I don't want to see a snake. But you have to, I guess I've always looked at the <laughs> the the mineral opportunity, like the resource potential, and then dealt with the hardship afterwards, sort of thing. And as a kid, I always liked camping and things like that. So I think that might play some part in it, but. I just generally speaking have, you know, been, okay, this is our opportunity. How do we address it? Can we economically get there to do this and, and come up with a yes or no? Yeah. So that's sort of. It, it, it's, it, it, it I, I'm so in, intrigued and impressed by people in, in this, especially exploration sector that go into a really un, undeveloped area and have a vision that that they they fulfill um because you, yep. you are dealing with um at times unpleasant work conditions but there's a there's a team spirit correct that that pulls yeah. along. absolutely and there's some really special moments as well um there's a spot in sumatra where i found a, a boat of i don't know two and a half foot long elephant tusk in a creek and a couple of my crew found the teeth and so it was a a natural death of a of a 
uh, endemic elephant there, um, things like that. But I guess on the other side of it, I also turned 30, um, I think two days after that, and everybody on my crew was Muslim and they didn't, they don't count birthdays because the only birthday that counts is Muhammad's. So at least for Indonesians, that's that's yeah. their frame of reference um, or how they explained it to me at the time. But so it's kind of you have these cultural dis disconnects that are kind of what's important to you and what's important to your team may be very different. You've got to be aware of that, I guess, too, to, to be yeah. able to work effectively and have a good, good team, team spirit. And I think if you're not in the sector, you don't really fully understand the breadth of the experience. It's, you know, it's very easy to, to kind of pigeonhole people. You're just out yep. looking for minerals. No, you're, you're working in a new culture. You're, you're growing. Um, you're getting all kinds of different experiences that you eventually uh, bring, I guess, bring forward into every project you're doing. Right. And, and you get better and better. And I, I know you and I have had a lot of conversations about working with community and how to do it proper. And um, I think you're probably one of the most like-minded people I've met on that front. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, we have the same mind. It's important. It's, it's um, if, if you're not, the community's not with you, you're not going to get very far. Yeah. yeah. So, you, yeah. You're a project in Labrador and you've been there and already, you haven't even a stitch of work on the ground but you've already been in the community correct yeah we actually we did a little bit of work there but we took the time when we were there to go meet with the local first nations and say you know this is what we're doing and and open that door and and it's just open we haven't gotten very far down down the road of dialogue real dialogue but uh it's important to get get in front of those things and and have those conversations yeah. you know yeah. yeah. No, I, I I respect the work that you've done a lot, and uh, I think you've always been very. Um, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Um, you get the big picture. It's mm -hmm. not just the piece you're working on. You get how it fits within everything. Yeah. Makes sense. Absolutely. Building building a mine is not just having an economic resource. It's you know finding the right metallurgists, um, engineers who are. Uh, innovative yet at the same time have um, uh, you know a clear clear focus on what's what's likely to work as opposed to you know we can all do magic sheets of of hey let's try this and it's like well we're not trying a brand new idea with 140 of someone's million dollars of someone's money but um, yeah so there's those balances and then getting bringing the community on board and making making sure that it does mean something positive to them as opposed to just dragging them along or pretending they're there with you. Yeah. So. You know, and we, we've both worked up in the Southeast Yukon on different projects. Yeah. Uh, and I still look back at, at our, our, you weren't part of our company when I say our company, our involvement on, on a project as one of the best times of my life. And, and a lot of that was at 40 below. <laughs> But that's only half the year. That's only half the year in the Yukon. I, I know, I know. There's yeah. winter. There's not winter. <laughs> yeah, no good people. Very good people up there, and yeah, taking the time to know them is is rewarding beyond the corporate as well. That's yeah. something that that you get to learn. And that's if you go someplace and you're like, "Ooh, I'm working someplace very cool," and you don't know, you never get to know the people, then you've missed half of it. 
that half of that experience is really understanding the community and you know how they see life yeah important well this has been um really enjoyable thanks mike it's a pleasure yeah and, and hopefully I you call me back someday we'll you know have more of these conversations we will, we will. I know you've got a lot of stories, but I, I've uh, been more than happy to, to keep keep going. Um, I'll sign off um, uh, in the language from the, the Dene people, uh, Nagastasi. It means uh, I'll see you later. Right. No, goodbyes, right? <laughs> no goodbyes, right? No goodbyes. All right. Thank you so much.